0: coming up on the Dr. John Deloney Show.
1: I want to be prepared for when my daughter starts asking me questions about my past. I had a severe drug addiction for almost 10 years.
0: The fact that you're calling and asking this question, it's important and I'm really proud of it. You've been sober for how long?
1: Over four years now.
0: That's incredible. What is going on? This is John with the Dr. John Deloney Show. Taking your calls on mental health and marriage and relationships and whatever else you got going on in your world. So grateful that you have joined us. If you want to be on this show, it's real people going through real wildness in their life. And my promise is we're going to sit down and we're going to figure it out together. If you want to be on this show, give me a buzz. 1-844-693-3291. It's 1-844-693-3291 or go to johndeloney.com slash ask. That's johndeloney.com slash, slash, A-S-K. And don't forget kind of our gift to you, if you will. Thorn, T-H-O-R-N-E, the greatest supplements. Oh, I say the greatest of all time. I say that about too much stuff. Um, they are incredible. That's what me and my wife and my kids take because they're the best and if you go to Thorn.com slash you the letter slash Deloney, you get twenty-five percent off everything. Just it's our way of saying thank you. All right, let's go to Josue in Chicago. What's up, Josue? Hey man, are you there? I'm um, yeah, I'm here, man. What are you what are you up to? Dude, I'm just uh rocking and rolling, right? That's no. what we're all doing.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent. Hey, we all are. So what's up, brother? Not can to help?
2: Hey man, thank you for taking my call. It almost sounds unreal to be here, but um, I have my stuff right now just so I can keep my thoughts from being scattered. Can I read my question and then I can read the details? Is that okay? Absolutely, man. All right, man. So my question is, how do I get unstuck from where I've been in life to what feels like the last decade? And I'm gonna have some stuff right here. So feel free to interrupt me whenever you want. Over the last several years, I feel like I've more and more become the kind of person who can't follow through on his goals and plans. I'm easily distracted. I feel like I've become addicted to my phone and media, often numbing out on it and seeking to entertain and distract myself instead of doing the things I should, I should do. I've wasted so much time this way. I procrastinate at my job often because of impulsive distractions, and then I find myself stressed trying to get the minimum accomplished, but I end up producing what I feel is mediocre work. I've gained around 35 pounds since I've been married, and i failed to lose any of it or stick to consistent exercise or eating. I don't always like what I see in the mirror, and I wish I looked different. I feel like there's very little discipline and self-control in my life. Whenever I get to a new place or a new season, I say I'm going to change. I'm going to become more responsible, more focused, more productive. But it's not long before I end up doing the same thing and telling a friend or a counselor the exact same thing that I've been struggling with for the last few years. I feel like my life could be so much more, but it's not. And I get frustrated with myself that I haven't yet changed and that I keep wasting it away.
0: How old are you, man?
2: I'm 30 years old. 30. How oh,
0: long have you been married? Um, Three and a half years, about. Tell me about that. My
2: marriage? Yeah. Um, I mean, my wife is more than I could ask for, man. She's solid. She's amazing. She's what I call, I always joke around and say she's high functioning. She, she has a plan and she executes it well. Um, we have a seven-month-old, well, she's eight months today, I think, um, daughter, first daughter, and she's beautiful too. But um, since she was born, life has been kind of upside down um just you know trying to adjust to a newborn um our marriage i'd say it's good i'd say it like a 7 or 8 out of 10 i have to rate it um we had to work through our stuff um how can but, some you know, how can our- they
0: how hmm. so if you were building a building and it had four steel posts in the ground yeah how could two of those posts be incredible the other two of those posts be weak and crumbling and unsettled in their foundation. Yet you tell me the building is seven out of 10. Eight out of 10. Ah, uh, well. How are you so good at being married, yet you think so little of yourself in every other area?
2: I was, I was wondering if that's what you were going to ask me eventually. <laughs> Um, I don't know, man. I, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this.
0: That's kind of an unfair question. Let me ask you this. Yeah, sure. What is being unmotivated and undisciplined and running around like your hair's on fire all the time? What does that get you?
2: Cause it's getting you something. I mean, so I, as long as I can remember, I always play first and work hard later. And I feel like. I don't get stuff done unless there's a deadline or a fire under my feet. Like, unless that hammer's coming down, it's like, oh, it's okay. It'll get done one day. And so uh, letting things sit till the last minute until I'm stressed out is it's good external motivation because I feel like there's not a lot of internal motivation, if that makes sense. Why not? <sighs> I don't know because I guess it goes back to I just... I, I, no, you know why. You know why. Just tell me. Because it's more fun to do what's easy. <laughs> it, the, yeah, the, I know, but listen, you, you're,
0: you're choosing, and you probably heard me say this, uh, you're choosing your heart. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, am. getting up and getting your crap done and doing work with excellence and exercising and, you know, all that stuff, that's hard. Yes. And completely bumming out and hating yourself, who the guy you see in the mirror is hard, too. So, you're choosing one yeah. heart or the other. One's not easier than the other. Right? Why, why are you choosing that one? It's getting you something. That's what I, still, I still want to get to the the core
2: of it. What does it get you? Uh, What's it protecting sympathy, you from? P- pity from others doing hard things,
0: I think. Um, but the life you're choosing is so much harder than mine.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. You know, John, I've not, I have not asked myself that, that question that specifically. I'm sorry. I'm a bit. No, it's all good. It's all there. good. So
0: I, I want you to keep. Why haven't you smashed your phone? Why haven't you smashed your phone and said enough?
2: Because I keep justifying finding some reason why I need it.
0: No, it, you. there's something about the situation that you enjoy, that you like, that you're benefiting from. That's what I'm trying to get to. I
2: I like being entertained. I like... I like I, I grew up uh, being a gamer. Okay. And over time, I've let go of my games. And my wife, when I married her, she said, I don't want to be married to someone who doesn't play games. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll sell all, all my stuff. But as you know, the world has transitioned to everything being on one's phone, right? And so I might... That's absolutely untrue. Well, okay, fair. I feel like... My addiction to what was at one point games at one point, I even also wrestled with the porn addiction. I feel like that's transferred now to media. Um, I've traded out one thing for another.
0: So anytime Um, you, anytime you say the word addiction, I want you to think of relationship challenge. Okay. And your body is trying to duct tape over relationship pain somewhere.
2: Okay. Here's the thought that just came to my mind. Um, I have noticed that it's when I have a hard or difficult situation at home to deal with, my typical response of dealing with hard, negative feelings is to numb out. Exactly. Um, And you've been doing that since you were a little kid. Right. And And so when I... the memory that just came... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, just the, the memory that came to my mind was, I remember being nine or 10 and I remember being at home and I was alone at home with my dad and I could hear my dad in his room on the phone talking to a woman that wasn't my mom. And I, as a 9 or 10-year-old, understood that that was not cool and not okay. But I didn't know how to... Conf- I didn't want to confirm my dad because it weird. And so I just remember saying, the easiest thing to do is just to go bury my head in my video games in my room. That was my way of numbing out the discomfort of knowing my dad was being unfaithful to my mom. Um, I have noticed just uh, the same pattern. How, Me- how, how many times have you to-
0: talked about that? Uh, With my friends... A few times. Okay. Several times. Here's the word that comes to mind for you. Powerless. Mm. When you feel powerless mm. and your wife comes through just like a boss, dude, just crushing it. Yeah. You feel powerless. And when your boss comes in and says, you're going to do this, and you're going to show up, and you're going to do this. You instantly turn into a nine-year-old kid again. Mm-hmm. And when you don't mm-hmm. have any buddies in your life. And you've outsourced all your relationships to text messages and emojis. Your body feels completely powerless because it cannot do anything without close connection to other people. Mm -hmm. And so when I ask you what you're getting from this, you're getting the avoidance of feeling reality. Yes. Your Your body's trying to take care of you the best it can. And it's going to do that in the short term and kill you in the long term.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I feel that already. Is that fair? Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I, I've i not been told the word powerless before, but that makes sense. I don't like feeling like my life. When reality feels like it's spinning out, I just say, well, this is too hard. Screw this. And I just go numb out.
0: So I need you to, to know that when your body feels anxious, when your body feels disconnected and you avoid it. It actually gets what it wants. So what does it do? It makes that anxiety stronger. This is neurochemistry. Mm-hmm. It makes it more powerful. Mm-hmm. The longer you avoid, the longer you go, the longer you just put your head down and, and um, instead of snorting something, you pick up your, your stupid video game controller or your cell phone. Yeah. The stronger it gets.
2: What happened that Got made it. you okay. want
0: to call me? Did something happen?
2: Yeah, I I had an argument with my wife that morning, and I I reacted really strongly. Um, I raised my voice. I've never full-on yelled at my wife, but I raised my voice at her. And, Why? And I just... Like, what happened? She... she okay, so basically, she sent me some texts the night before, and I was coming out of a meeting, and I, because I was in the meeting, I, I didn't check them. I got home, and she says, Hey, can you read... Uh, a messages that I sent you. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. The next morning, she's like, did you read the text? I was like, look, I, I forgot to do it. It's no big deal. And she feels that that's our way of staying connected. I feel like she's asking me something that's not that important. So this irritation, this rage kicked in my heart that I feel like I've been dealing with also the last few months. And I just said, why are you, I didn't say, it, but I was like, why are you freaking out about something so inconsequential? And then it just became this giant argument and she walked away upset and I was upset. And so then it just became a low day and I realized my life is not what I want it to be Okay. Uh, because I'm not what I want to be. <laughs> I want
0: you to reframe what your wife did. And she tried to use the streets you walk on, which are digital and electronic as a way to connect with you. So when you mm-hmm. say it wasn't a big deal, I want you to think of her, putting her arms around you with one hand on the back of your neck and putting her face up against yours and just breathing for a minute. That's what she was trying to do, but you're never there. And even when you're sitting right next to her, you're not there. And when you're in your home, holding your kid, you are not there. Yeah. And so she's trying to reach out. So to say it's inconsequential is not cool because it was. Yeah. Yeah. So after following this phone call, I'm going to give you some things you are not allowed to say anymore. Okay? Okay. You cannot say the words, I can't, because that's not true. Okay. The words you're going to use from this point forward are, I am choosing my phone over my new baby. I am choosing my phone over my wife. I am choosing my phone over my health. Okay? Mm -hmm. Those yep. are the words, I, I'm choosing my phone over respect and dignity. I'm choosing a video game controller over peace. These are all choices you are making. And your body's okay. trying to, is, 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 I mean, it's, it's got a vested interest in this because if not, you got to deal with the fact that you feel really powerless, that you have a wife who loves you and wants to connect with you, and you still feel like a nine-year-old trying to hide.
2: Yeah.
0: Fair? Yeah, that's fair, man. So here's what we're going to start with. Uh, that's that's num- number one is you're not going to say the words I can't anymore. You're going to say the words okay. I choose. The second thing is is I want you to choose who you're going to be. None of your plans or none of your activities or none of your, I, I promise, none of that works if you don't have a fundamental shift in your identity, who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a guy who values people over technology. Mm -hmm. I am a guy who come hell or high water takes care of his body. I'm a good steward of my body so that I can be the husband I need to be so that I can be the dad I need to be. Mm -hmm. Fair. And I don't know what those are going to be. I think it would be really wise for you to sit down with your wife and say, hey, I'm working on some new identity You've known me for a long time. You love me. We've created a human together. We're building a life together. Will you help me through some of these things? Mm. The third thing is you got to develop an identity with your wife. Here's who we are going to be. Here's the home we are building. Mm. And only after you've done those three things, no more saying I can't. You're going to say I choose. You're going to build a personal set of identity. Here's who I am. Number three, here's who we are. Only then can you get to the strategy part or the action part. Okay. you know what that is smash your phone <laughs> sell your 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 video game consoles throw your TV in the garbage can because you're going to lose your wife over it yeah you're going to grow up with a kid wondering what was so bad about me that I couldn't compete with a little 5 inch by 3 inch box yeah now can you really smash your phone no <laughs> I mean, I could, but yeah. But you can say the phone never comes out of my car. And then you know what? You're going to be so awkward and bored and weird for about three months (laughs) because you're going to be sitting in your house with no device and you're going to be staring at a little lump of kid that's taking all your money and kind of ruined your sex life. And you're going to be looking at your wife being like, "Uh, hey, what's up? And we're going to be, I don't don't even know how to do this. That's the path forward. Okay. You're going to take lots of walks. And you're going to, with your wife, and you take lots of walks with your kids, and you're going to do it together, and you're going to start cooking at home because what else are you going to do? You might start exercising, and what you're going to find in three months is that every single thing about your life has changed. Mm. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you four or five packs of questions for humans, and what these are, they're just tools Mm. for a guy who turns his phone off and then goes, "What what do I do now? And I want you to use these with your wife. I want you to use these with yourself. I want you to use these with people you invite over to the house. And by the way, be weird, man. Just invite people over. It might be a disaster. Who cares? Invite them over. And I want you to, to, to stop with the beaten up Josue. That's not worked. You've been angry and um, pissing on Josue for 20 years now. Stop. It's not working. When your body wants to numb out, I just want you to pause for a second and say, hey, what are you trying to protect me from? And then let's go into that storm, not away from it. And then just back up and man, I got some skills I got to learn. I've never had to be present before because I've been hiding since I was nine. I'm going to start practicing being present and practice learning how to talk to my wife. And I promise she's been waiting for this moment for a long, long time. Tell her everything I just told you. Let her walk alongside you. I'm proud of you, brother. Tomorrow, the light's going to be a little bit brighter. And um, if you have some some courage, man, your life's going to change. Stay on the line, and Jenna will get you hooked up. We'll be right back. One of the most common questions I get on my show is, how do you get something off your chest? Maybe it's a deep secret that you've never told anyone, or maybe it's something that happened to you. Or maybe it's something you've done and you're deeply ashamed about it. You're worried because you know bringing this to light is going to cause disruption in every part of your life. All of us, every single one of us have things both big and small that we need to get off our chest from time to time. And I say this always, secrets will kill you. But it's often so hard to know where to start or even how to say these things. Therapy is a safe and effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say scary and hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have personally been blessed to have a great therapist who I can talk to and who helps me get these heavy things off my chest and figure out what to do next. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time, and it doesn't cost any extra money. Listen, it's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. All right, let's go out to California and talk to Taylor. Hey, Taylor, what's up? Good morning, Dr. John. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Thanks for calling. What's happening?
1: So the reason why I'm calling is because I want to be prepared for when my daughter starts asking me questions about my past and her childhood. And a little bit of- How old is is your daughter? She's uh, almost four. Okay. Okay. So it's, it, she's not there yet, but she, I want, that's why I want to be prepared. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> okay. I, I think I know where this is going, but you can surprise me. So go ahead.
1: Okay. So um, in my past, I, I had a severe drug addiction for almost 10 years from the age of 16 to about 25.
0: What'd you use? Um, I went was your... uh,
1: heroin and, and meth.
0: Okay. Do you have a rough childhood? And I,
1: um. Yeah yeah I would say so.
0: You started with um, um it was pretty bad. it was pretty bad, wasn't it?
1: well it yes, it was um it's hard for me. I, I don't know. I don't like holding that against my mom. I just i think she did the best she could, and my dad too, he was an alcoholic and ended up um dying from that so when did he uh, when did he I pass just,
0: away um
1: in two thousand and eight, I was either fifteen or sixteen.
2: So
0: yeah. before we get going, this is important. The fact that you're calling and asking this question is um, it's important, and I'm really proud of you. It's awesome. And you've been sober for how long?
1: Over four years now.
0: That's incredible, especially from those two demons, because those two demons are gnarly. Meth and heroin are tough. Yeah. But the fact that you're asking this question in the way you're asking this question... Suggest that you are flinching with the conversation you need to have with your daughter. And that flinch comes from shame. And yes, I'm sure your mom did the best she could, but you went through hell. And you grew up in the home of someone who deeply struggled with addiction, and then your dad died. Yeah. Meth and heroin are often, not always, but often relationship duct tape. And so I want you to drop your shoulders and man, you've got those two drugs, especially you got 10 years of bad memories, two years, 10 years of things you wish you could take back that you did. Right. Am I, am I right? Yeah, totally. And then you, the light came on. Yep. Okay. I want you to lean more into the light than into that darkness. Okay. Okay. Your daughter's not going to experience what you did. Let me say it that way. She's got a mom who loves every ounce of her being fair. Yes. Okay. All right. Now continue. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So my main concern is explaining to, so yes, explaining to her, my past and also just things about her childhood too. Like I was in rehab when she was born. And so there's pictures of me, you know, transitioning to a, a, a transitional housing program for women. You know, she didn't have a typical like infancy life. And so, but I'm also worried that um, her dad and my sister will tell her like really hurtful things about the darkest secrets of my past to try to hurt me and and hurt her in a way because we're not on good terms. Um, So those are the two things that I'm really just concerned about and just yeah, explaining it this to her without causing harm or causing her to resent me.
0: Give me an example of something that is so dark that you terrified you're terrified your your daughter's going to find out.
1: Um. Well, it took me a while to get into rehab after finding out that I was pregnant, which is horrible. Um, and there was some talk. I I don't. I. I wasn't ever serious, but just talk about alternative options as opposed to going through with the pregnancy. Okay. So those are the two big things that, um, I think that they would throw at her maybe just in passing
0: or just, so, uh, by right, so I missed the first, the first one is you used at the beginning of your pre- pregnancy. Yeah. Okay. And does your daughter have any cognitive delays or any,
1: um, no, she does not.
0: Okay. Physical delay. She's good to go rocking and rolling. Yeah. She's, Yep. Beautiful, rambunctious knucklehead of a kid.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. It's awesome. Okay. So just for, just for the nuts and bolts, until she's 12 or 13, any questions or conversations that come up, you were sick and the medicine you were using was dangerous and not good. Why, mom? I was really sick. And some of the sick hurt my heart and some of the sick hurt my head. And it really clouded my decisions. I made some not good choices. That's it.
1: Okay.
0: That's it. If your sister or the father of this child decides to throw a nuclear weapon into the heart of the little girl and tell her that your mom was considering terminating the pregnancy, they can do that. And if your daughter ever comes to you and says, dad said this, that you were thinking about having an abortion when you're pregnant with me. You can say, I was very sick. I was really scared. And then I thought of you. And I thought of this moment right here. And then you pull your kid close and you hug him for an obnoxious amount of time. 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds without, without letting go. Okay. Okay. That's I can it. do that. I know you can. You've done way harder. The hardest thing in this, con- in this transaction is not talking to your daughter and answering hard questions. You've been doing that for a long time. The hardest thing I'm hearing right here is that Taylor's got to forgive Taylor. I do. And you haven't yet. And let me tell you something really hard. I don't want to pile on you, okay? But I'm going to tell you the truth. If you don't forgive Taylor in every interaction you have with your beautiful little baby girl is one of a flinch, is one of a spirit of apology, that little girl will sense that and feel that and make that interaction her fault. And she'll spend her whole life trying to solve it. Okay. Be fully reckless in your love for this little girl. She won the lottery when she got you as her mom. Oh,
1: thank you.
0: Do you have some stuff you shouldn't have done? Yes, we all do. We all do. Okay? Okay. Now, this is important. Do not use your daughter as a way to make yourself feel better. What I mean by that is, or or to get things off your chest. Cool?
1: Yes. Do you mean like just venting to her? Is that what you mean?
0: Um, I mean things like... You feel like as she gets older and your relationship gets tighter and tighter, that there's going to be this set, like this gap between you because you've got secrets that she doesn't know about. She's not your romantic partner. She's not your best friend. She's not your pastor. Okay. There's going to be parts of your life that she will hopefully never know about. Yeah. And there may be a time when she does something dumb when she's 12 or 13, which all 12 and 13 year olds do. And she'll say something 12 and 13 year oldish like you don't know, you don't understand. And then you can be like, hold my beer, like for real, except you're not drinking. So hold my Diet Coke. And I got some stories to tell you. And my friend, Rachel Cruz says, share, don't scare. Right? So if there's moments that they're going to ask, uh, that you can contribute. Great. But don't, use your kid as a as a trash can for the stuff that you've done t- in an effort to try to quote-unquote tr- make the re- relationship transparent okay keep this in your soul answer questions that you are asked or if you notice her pulling back or starting to change directions or starting to get give her opportunities to ask questions here's the best way to do that she's 4 years old now yes what's your custody arrangement
1: he is I have full physical and legal custody. He uh, is not willing or able to get sober.
0: Okay. So. so, yeah. The conversation should always be daddy's sick. Yes. He's, ver- he's very, very sick. We're not ever going to talk bad about dad. And I want you to create, starting now, a special thing that you and this little girl do every week. If you ever listen to this show, you'll like, you'll one day I'm going to get sponsored by Waffle House. Um, Kind of goes against my diet. <laughs> the way I I think it's healthy to eat. But um, I started taking my son to Waffle House every Tuesday morning before school f- for great conversations, for a great way to get to know each other. Sometimes we read a book together and all that. But here was the the main goal. I'm playing a, a 15 or 20 year game. Not game. I'm playing a 15 or 20, I'm planting seeds for our relationship that will that will come above ground in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And that is, dad loves me, and there is not a thing I can't tell him where his first impulse won't be to say I love you. Yeah. And so if you wait until there's a big kerfluffle or a big issue, or as all young kids ask is what happened to dad, and there's going to be questions she asks, what was so great about whatever dad's using that he chose that over me? That's a common kid question and that's a fair question and a valid question, even if it's not exactly how it plays out in real life. Those are hard moments and kids try to solve those in all those crazy ways. What we want is three or four or five years of relational capital built up so that when you look at her and say, daddy's sick, has nothing to do with you. You are loved that she'll go, okay, I trust you because you've put that time in. See what I'm saying?
1: Yes,
0: I do. Okay. And you don't have to hold back your tears all the time. You're worth crying too. I've heard you on this call, man. You're hanging in there. You're tough. Stop being so tough. You've had to be tough for like 15 years, right? Yes. Yes. You're too fun and you're too good of a mom and you're too good of a friend to be tough all the time. Being tough kind of sucks be tough in moments obviously be disciplined all the time but man who drop those shoulders you've done some amazing work that little girl won with you set the bricks you're carrying about Taylor down Taylor had a hard row and Taylor's still standing tall After all the shots were fired and all the smoke is cleared, Taylor is still standing tall. When everyone around her fell or bailed or passed away, Taylor's still standing strong, holding a beautiful little girl. You're incredible. Proud of you. We'll be right back. Almost every day, whether I'm doing my red light therapy, driving to work, listening to the Gregorian chants on the airplane, or just sitting on my front porch, I spend time using Hallow, my go-to app. From music, meditation, and guided prayer. And right now, I'm in a particularly stressful time, deadlines, I just finished a big speech in front of thousands of people, lots of travel, my family's ending school, it's just chaotic. And recently, I made a decision to dive even deeper into my faith and spiritual practices, and all of my life is up in the air, and Hallow is helping me stay grounded. Hello is the number one prayer app on planet earth. They have 10,000 audio guided prayers, meditations, including daily prayers, daily gospel reflections, psalm readings, daily minute meditations. And there are places for people who are skeptical and new to the whole faith thing. And there are tons of spaces for those who have been swimming in faith waters for their entire life, and they just want to go deeper. Stories, audiobooks, special things for kids, special focuses for mental and emotional health, so much more. And listen, in May, they're going to feature 33 Days to Morning Glory, which is a Marian consecration. And for listeners of The John Deloney Show, you get three months of Hallow, all 10,000-plus prayers, meditations, music, all of it for free. Go to Hallow.com for three free months of the app. That's Hallow.com, H-A-L-L-O-W. Dot com slash Deloney. All right, let's take one more. Let's go out to Providence, Rhode Island and talk to the great Leah. What's up, Leah? Hi.
3: How's it going?
0: Uh, It's going okay. Just found
3: out my kid has strep, so that's wonderful. Oh, I <laughs> hope
0: I don't get it over the phone. Just kidding. I'm so sorry. That's tough. <laughs> it's
3: okay. It's the life of a mom, right?
0: That's right. Is it the last week of school or you got a couple weeks left?
3: Uh, they still have a few weeks left.
0: All right. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, how can I help?
3: Uh, Basically, I've been trying to figure out how to phrase this question, but I think this is the best way I can phrase it.
0: Just cannonball it. I, just jump in. Just jump in.
3: How do I actually be patient and not be selfish? So, uh, I've been with my boyfriend for six months now. I know it's not very long, but I'm like, if we can get married right now, I would totally do. Let's do it. Let's just get married right now. I'm like ready for this. But... His kids are completely traumatized by me, and I can't, like, talk about them. He can't talk about me in front of them. Like, my name's like a cuss word. Why? I can't. Why, why? (laughs) Are you mean? No. the, The nature of the way they found out wasn't exactly good. He didn't tell them about me. They found out
1: about me.
0: Where's their mom?
3: They live with their mom it's basically the way they found out about me because I mean my boyfriend is still technically married they're just separated so Leah why <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs>
0: what are you doing
3: I don't know anymore <laughs> uh, I don't know isn't that why I call June if it's the only one to do
0: do you have your own kids?
3: I do. I have three. How old are you? I'm 31.
0: Why are you dating a married man?
3: Oh. <laughs> I, because I love him. <laughs> I know it sounds so dumb.
0: But it, it does. It does. <laughs> and I don't think you do. I think you love the idea. I think you love the idea of him. Are you the reason they broke up?
3: No, I am not. They were already talking about divorce and separation, according to who and him,
0: yeah, no guy has ever, in the history of husbands said, no, hey, we're actually we're on the way to getting divorced, so it's okay.
3: Well, yeah, he told me he, they were going to get divorced in like a year. yeah, I, I believe his that kids are still in high school and then he wanted them to graduate and everything.
0: Leah, you know but, uh, <laughs> this is insane. You know I this. Just, I know, but no. Hold just on. Give you know that <laughs> his story is not true, and you're going along with it.
3: No, 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 no. no. I, I genuinely believe there is what zero he percent chance,
0: none, <laughs> no chance that what he's saying is true. None, zero. Couples who are getting divorced don't go well. You can go ahead and just hook up with other people and we'll just ride this out for a year or more and then we'll go... No, what are you talking about? If you feel like I have to separate from you, I can't be married to you anymore. You start a process. What he has told you is absolutely untrue. And I know that you know that.
3: Ugh. Right, I don't, I don't think it's untrue. I just don't understand that like why right now since they're already separated he can't just go through. Because he hasn't, him. he hasn't told no. them. He hasn't told him. He has. He has.
0: Nope. He told his wife that he cheated on you. On her. That's what he told her. When you are the secret. No
3: he found out. He didn't tell her.
0: There you go. When you are the secret you are the secret. Honey, you are worth so much more than the life you're settling for. This guy sucks. He doesn't, though. He does, and you are following in his heels real close. It's not cool, man. Of course, his kids don't want to be around you. His kids have the are under the illusion that mom and dad are gonna get back together and they're gonna work it out.
3: I, Even he ki- says that they are saying that. They're okay with them not being together, but I've tried to like talk to him about it to be like I don't understand if this is what you were going to do anyway. And let me let me promise just so you too this. He's afraid of them being hurt. He doesn't want them to be hurt. He doesn't want them to be traumatized even further by me. But he wants to sleep with you though. <laughs>
0: he wants both. So let me be super clear. This will happen to you. You're going to be the other woman at some point too. Period. Um, period. How old are your kids, Leah? Uh, Seven,
3: six, and
0: ten months. Is this the picture you're drawing up for them? Of what love looks like? And what romance looks like? And what honesty and respect and dignity looks like?
3: I do no, know, but I would like to have us eventually actually like be together out there in front of people. It's not going to happen. Like,
0: it's not going to happen. Why
3: not? Why isn't it going to happen?
0: Because you are, Mary, you are, you have fallen for somebody in the haze of baby number three. You have fallen for somebody in the haze of the fear of being alone. You have fallen for somebody who does not tell the truth, who lies to his children, who lies to his current wife, who lies to his girlfriend, who lies to his girlfriend's kids, and is trying to keep every spinning plate going. And it will all come down. And even if he chooses you over his wife and his kids, what does that say? You want to be with that guy?
3: But he's, No, that's the other thing. He's not choosing me over them because anytime they need anything or want anything, he just goes and does
0: it and do it. No, no, no. I'm saying, let's say he goes through with this, that he hurts his kids, even though he doesn't want to hurt them. He just wants to sleep with this other lady, but he wants everything to be fine and good. And so we're just going to keep it secret. And maybe... This divorce that him and his wife have been working on for a long time, but they just agreed to, it's cool. You can just hook up with other people and we'll just keep living together and be married for a year or, or more. Maybe he goes through with all of that. And then he moves in with you and y'all hold hands in public for the first time. And your three kids are trailing behind and his two or three kids are trailing behind your three kids. And you have a family of five or six and y'all are sitting in a taco shop just having the time of your life. And then some woman walks by and he lingers a little bit too long in the way he glances at her. And your body will remember this story. How you were her at one time. Or the first time he turns his phone over when you walk into the room. There is no way this thing plays out, Leah. And you wouldn't want to be with a guy that walked out like that anyway. I don't know. Maybe you would. Maybe you would.
3: Oh, okay. So then I don't know what to do because I want
0: to be with him. <laughs> so, like, I'm probably the wrong guy to talk to then. Because I, I mean, I, I like, I, I, my commitment is telling the truth even when it's hard. And also, I'm committed to not sitting down and watching a car wreck happen. He's not gonna. He's he's just not an honest person. He's not a person of integrity. You can still want to be with him all you want. and But you're not going to be able to be with him and not have relational dysfunction all over the place. It's impossible. Because he is relationship dysfunction and you are too. What are you getting from him?
3: What am I getting?
0: Oops. Yeah, what do, you, what do you get from him?
3: Well, I was in a very abusive relationship previously. Okay. And he's just everything that this guy isn't. He actually takes care of me. Like, cares about what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling. He actually talks to me. Cause my last relationship. He never spoke a word to me.
0: He talks to you in secret in private where no one can see or hear.
3: Uh, that's just until his kids are okay. <laughs> He tells me. He's just worried about his kids and protecting them and making sure they're not
0: hurt. He's not. He's worried about his own butt. Why? why?
3: So I'm like, what? Do I have to just be like, either gonna like do this or it's over or like what?
0: If you were my sister or you were one of my close friends that I would tell you that the next phone call should be, hey, look, I, I can't be in your life while you're still married. I can't be in your life as a ghost. I can't be the woman on the side. If I'm going to be in relationship with somebody, I'm going to be all in. Not 10% or 4% because I'm worth way more than that. And I've been abused before. And I've been treated like garbage and I've been told repeatedly I was nothing. And I'm not doing that anymore. My kids deserve better. I deserve better. And so when your marriage is over and the divorce papers are signed, maybe I'll talk to you. By then, my head might have cleared up a little bit from the smoke of my abusive past and the smoke of having a 10-month-old and a 7-year-old in the same house which I've had that and it's, it's madness. It's madness. And then (laughs) the only difference between me and you is, uh, you have a a third one in there. I I didn't have that. Yeah. So when the smoke clears on all that, my guess is you're going to want to have nothing to do with a guy like this. But also I can't blame everything on him.
3: No, you can't.
0: (laughs) And you're a woman choosing to enter into a family of a married man with kids that are demonstrable how much they think you're hurting their family. And you're like, I just want to be with him. You can't do that. I mean, you can. But that means you lack integrity, too. Trust me, I you
3: already know I have problems.
0: Nope, nope, nope. You can't, just, you can't just write them off. I just got problems. No, you're making choices. You're going to have to heal from what happened to you, the hell you've lived through, before you just jump right into another swimming pool. Because you haven't learned how to swim yet. You've learned how to not drown. And I don't
3: even know if I can do that.
0: You can. It's going to be awful. It's going to be awful. It's going to be very hard. But over the long term, you're going to walk six six inches taller. You're going to have peace in your home for the first time ever. Your kids are going to know peace in their home. Your kids are going to know a mother who understands she's got strength and she's not a person who lacks integrity, doesn't tell the truth and brings home guys who are just scum of the earth. You're just worth so much more. And if... if If nobody else does, your kids and his kids do. God's sake, Leah. Don't, I mean, just be done with this thing. That's the best I can tell you. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up? Deloney here. Listen, you and me and everybody else on the planet has felt anxious or burned out or chronically stressed at some point. In my new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, you'll learn the six daily choices that you can make to get rid of your anxious feelings and be able to better respond to whatever life throws at you so you can build a more peaceful, non-anxious life. Get your copy today at johndeloney.com. Alright, as you wrap up today's show I want to thank everybody for joining us Again, don't forget to go to thorn.com Slash you Slash Deloney For 25% off the best supplements On the market Song of the day Sugarland It just makes me think of That last caller's Other woman the Song's called Stay And it goes like this I've been sitting here staring at the clock on the wall and I've been laying here praying, praying she won't call. It's just another call from home and you'll get it and be gone and I'll be crying. And I'll be begging you, begging you not to leave, but I'll be left here waiting with my heart on my sleeve for the next time we'll be here. Seems like a million years and I think I'm dying. What do I have to do to make you see she can't love you like me? Why don't you stay? But I don't think that's the truth. I don't like being used and I'm tired of waiting. It's too much pain to have the bear to love a man you have to share. Can't take it anymore. Yikes.